Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, what a beautiful atmosphere is in this house. Amen. If they told me to put the garment of praise on one more time, I was about to levitate out of here tonight. Amen. Doesn't it feel good in the house of God? Doesn't it feel good to serve God? Come on, this is the best life. This is the best life. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Thank you, Bishop Godier. It is an honor to be here at First Pentecostal Church at East Coast Conference and to feel this wonderful worship of the people of God. Amen. And to be with this great assembly these ministering brethren, great men of God that are here. East Coast Conference is a special time. Amen. You're going to leave changed. You're going to leave strengthened. Amen. A new anointing. A dispensation of grace. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And I want to give honor to these ministering brethren that are here. So many wonderful men, so many wonderful ministries are represented here. Dear friends and loved ones and this church uh, has also served this area and this region for so long. I honor you tonight. And Bishop Godair, thank you for the invitation. It's always an honor to be with you. I have, well, let me say it this way. Great men aren't trying to be great when they do things. It's just after a period of time and after years have passed, what they do is so in tune with the Holy Ghost that they simply are what they are. And Bishop Godair is a great man of God. He is a great man of God. Amen. He has greatly impacted my life. He actually introduced me to Pastor James Sandy from South Haven, Mississippi, and has helped me in so many ways, talking and communicating and sharing things, sharing his heart and his burden. And um, I got to thinking about it today. And if a man has been in a place for 45 years, if he has built a church, if he has paid off facilities and, and buildings and other church buildings and if he has impacted missions and if he's raised up a beautiful family amen the Mitchell family and the Betts family um, precious people of God he's done all these things and he has a pancake at Elmo's named after him <laughs> go to Elmo's and order the Godair special you have impacted the world brother Godair <laughs> praise God Praise God. 
Yeah, Lord. So, I was here today. I got off the airplane and I went straight to Elmo. It's like my Denny's, brother. brother. <laughs> Amen. What a time. What a time we're going to have. And I just believe God's going to do something great tonight. Anybody believe that? You believe God's just going to... How about we just let God have his way? How about we just let our hair down and just be apostolic? Let the blood of Jesus minister to somebody. Let the Holy Ghost grab a hold of you and shake you until something happens. Let there be revival. Let there be power. Let there be anointing. Break loose in this house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God, praise God. Amen. 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 Exodus chapter 3. Turn there. Turn there with me. And these musicians have done a great job. It's always a joy to be with Brother Spell and Brother Yandris and those that work so hard. I love the Atkins. I'm an Atkins fan. They are great anointed singers. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 7. This is the burning bush experience. Moses sees the burning bush. God is talking to him. And this is what he says, Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land everybody say a good land unto a good land and a large Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And he goes on to describe how he's going to bring them out, what Moses is going to say, and how things are going to transpire. Tonight, I want to try to pull some themes out of this portion of Scripture because I believe we're living in a very, very special day. I believe we're living in a day that we are going to see unprecedented miracles. Well, you're just saying that because that's what you say at conferences, Brother Ursha. No, I mean it with all my heart. This is the best time to be serving God right now. There have been prophets that have longed for this day. There have been kings that have prayed for this day. Amen. And we're living in this day. And I believe it is the apostolic church's destiny to walk in the fullness of God's purpose. And so tonight I want to, by the help of God, try to convey what he's laid on my heart and share it. Sometimes when you're preaching, you feel so inadequate. You feel like your tongue is not able but God is able. And the Bible says He gives great grace. So I want to talk to you tonight 
about the land of milk and honey. The land of milk and honey. Look at the person next to you, tell him he's got some milk and honey for you. Praise God. Praise God. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord and just thank Him? Let's thank Him for what He's done. Has He brought you out? Has He planted your feet? Let's thank Him for what He's going to do. Hey, yes, yes. He's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. He's going to baptize somebody in Jesus' name. He's going to raise somebody up out of their depression. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The more I feel after the things of God, and the more I have a chance to watch what is happening. I believe that the church today has everything that it needs to accomplish what God has called us to do. I don't think we're there yet. I think there's some things to, there's some mountains to climb, there's some valleys to cross, but I think we have everything we need. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have more than enough. More than enough. And, and it, the truth is, it is time to look at things through the eyes of faith rather than the eyes of doubt. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. If you're alone on your job, if you're alone in your school, if you're alone in your family, eyes of doubt and the mind of doubt says, I'm the only one. God put me here all by myself. That's not how you look at it. Look at it through the eyes of faith and the mind of Christ. Amen. God didn't just put you there by, his, by yourself. That's all God needed to get the job done. You got enough Holy Ghost. You've got enough anointing. You've got enough dominion. You've got enough authority. You've got enough power. Your God is exceedingly able. Hallelujah. To turn your city upside down. To turn your school upside down. To pray your backslidden family through. God is able. And eyes of faith say it's my hour. I believe God wants a book of Acts church. He wants a book of Acts church. And, and I emphasize Acts. I emphasize that because I do think there's something that we need to focus on. We need to focus on intensely in our hour that we live in. And that is the doing of the work of God. I've said this before, I'm going to keep preaching it because I believe it firmly. There's a reason it's called the book of Acts. 
It is not the book of thoughts. It is not the book of intentions. It is not the book of empty talk. But it is the book of Acts. God's church is an active church. God's church is a moving church. God's church is a busy church. Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. Anybody want to be about his business tonight? I'm in the business of my father. I'm in the business of praying. I'm in the business of fasting. I'm in the business of preaching. I'm in the business of teaching. I'm in the business of worship. And I'm in the business of soul winning. And if you'll get busy about his work, you'll turn things upside down. You will not have time to gossip. You will not have time to slander. You will not have time to daydream. And you sure won't have time to backslide. If I'm about my father's business and the acts of the apostles, something's going to break out and something's going to happen. Action and movement is in our spiritual DNA. Praise God. There is a doing. There is a reaching. There is an acting. And this is not just evangelism. This is, this is all manner of things. Our salvation has action built into it. Our salvation. We are justified by works. I say it that way on purpose because, because the Bible says we're justified by faith and Romans 4 says that we're not justified by works of the law. And there's a spirit in our world that says that we don't have to do anything but just believe. Just sit back and kick up the lazy boy and sip a lemonade and go to heaven. But that's not, that's not what our Bible teaches. Uh, those, those apostles went into every corner of the known world. They, they went into every creature and they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we, we don't have time to sit back and watch things go by. There is an action that we are to instigate. you got to start a fight with the devil. you got to pick a fight. You've got to walk out into the valley of Elah. And you've gonna, you've got to look at Goliath, and you have got to say, "I am come to you in the name of the Lord of Hosts." And you have held God's people back long enough. And today, God is gonna give me dominion in my school, in my family, in my neighborhood, in my church. God's gonna give me dominion. No, just, just, just believe. For every young preacher that has run into that, for every, for every saint that has heard, just believe. They've heard that down into the DNA of their message. 
of an alternative gospel, what the Bible called another gospel and another Jesus. In the DNA of their message, it, it's telling you to do nothing. The Bible asks the question, it says, can faith save him? James chapter 2. Some, some of the Reformation fathers actually wanted to cut that book out of the Bible because it used that phrasing. They were uncomfortable with that phrasing. But, but James taught it the way it was supposed to be taught. Amen. We're not justified by works of the law. He was talking about circumcision. He was talking about Sabbath days. He was talking about temples. And he was talking about priesthoods. And he was talking about lambs and blood and goats. That's the works of the law. He didn't mean don't do anything. He didn't mean sit down and just think. No, sir. No, ma'am. There is work to be done. There is a job to do. There is an obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. And you better believe I got to do something. And you got to do something. There is action. Amen. And, and, and he goes on and he, he tells, and this is for people that struggle with this. He goes on and tells them that even devils believe. I'm going to tell you that, and I'm, I'm going to say this, this is strong, but it's the truth. If somebody tells you that you only have to believe and not do anything else, it is a satanic message. It's a devil's message. Devils do that. I said devils do that. The devil would like nothing more than you to kick back and just believe whatever your grandparents taught you and whatever the church you were raised in taught you. But the Bible has something else. There's a saving gospel, repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And yes, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. It's a saving gospel. And my action combines with His grace. And I am saved. To the point that the Bible says that faith wrought with His works. It intertwined with Abraham's work. It intertwined with Rahab's works. And by works was faith made perfect. Action is in our DNA. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not saved by works. And they'll stay on that hobby horse. And, and, and when we were in Jerusalem, we, we saw a good example of it at the pool of Bethesda where Jesus walked up to the man and he said, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. He told him to do something. I came to East Coast to tell somebody, Do something. Don't just sit there. Do something. Grab a handful of tracks and get out in the neighborhood. Well, I don't, have a, I don't have a chance to preach. Nobody will let me preach. I'm supposed to be in the pulpit. Get a handful of tracks and walk those neighborhoods and start preaching the gospel to every creature that's there. 
Find a prayer room. Find a place to call on God. Tell somebody about Jesus. Do something. If you don't do something. Amen. 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 Arise. Take up that bed. And walk. He told him to do something. The same God that told him to rise, take up his bed and walk, told us to repent. And be baptized in Jesus' name. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. He told us to do something. So he asked, well, well, who, who, who did the healing? Was it the man's arising, taking up his bed and walking? It was God that did the work. The man did the action and obeyed and God did the work. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. I know that. God does the work. Who did the healing? God did the healing. When you repent, you repent, but God forgives you. Who does the work? When you get baptized in Jesus' name, you step into the water, and the water's cold. But when you go down in Jesus' name, you do that, but God washes your sins away. And when you raise your hands, and you speak in faith, and He fills you with the Holy Ghost, you speak, but it's God that does the talking. I'm telling you, faith wrought with His works. It wrought with His works. If I'll step out, God will show up. It's in our DNA. The doing is part of it. Amen. Amen. He told Timothy, he said, till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by, the prop, by, the, by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine Continue in them, for in doing this, here's what I like. Thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Oh, Brother Urshan's going to preach on evangelism. He's going to tell us to witness. Yes, I am, but it's not just to save them. It's to save you. The sap of the Holy Ghost will flow through you and it will save you. They may not come to church, but it'll light a fire in you. And when they do, something will break out inside of you. Something will baptize you. Baptized. God baptize us with action. Baptize us with authority. Baptize us with a holy boldness. There has to be the doing. 
This church is here because of doers, Brother Godair. Burlington is there because of doers. Not just hearers. Not just talkers. But doers. I want every young evangelist to hear what I'm saying right now. How am I going to find places to preach? Instead of picking your three best messages and preaching them and trying to wow everybody, win souls. Win souls. You won't be able to preach everywhere that wants you. Pastors will want you. People will want you. There will be things that break out in the Holy Ghost when you enter in because you are entering into the arena of doing and you're operating by faith. You're not just telling people you are doing it. Doing has to be in my fight. Doing is in our worship. Action is in our praise. Action is in our church services. Action is in our gospel and our salvation. Action is in our evangelism. got news for you. you. You can't and I can't have faith without action. Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Every, 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 every faith statement in Hebrews 11 was accompanied by an action verb. Faith is not a noun. Faith is a verb. Faith is something you do. Works is woven through faith. So by faith, Abel offered. By faith, Abraham went. By faith, Noah built. See the pattern? By faith, Moses forsook. By faith, Jacob leaned. You can't escape it. It's a part of what we do. If you want deliverance, start moving in the Holy Ghost. If you want, if you want to be set free, get active. You got to move, man. You got to move. You can't stay there. You can't be sedentary. You can't be quiet. You can't just sit down. Get up. Get up and have a move of God on a Tuesday night. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, so our world needs a book of Acts church. It needs a book of Acts church. And the apostolic church is that church. It is that church. I'm, I'm actually going to get to what I'm preaching about here in just a second. <laughs> I'm just trying to lay the foundation of, of, of movement and activity as it's necessary because, because we need that church. Our world needs that church. I don't want to be like denominations. I'm not trying to copy what we do from denominations. I don't want to copy the dead and the dying. Jesus said it like this. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against 
it. Inferring that the gates of hell shall prevail against all the other ones. And so, in a society that is giving itself to perversion and to, and to legislation, legislative battles and litigation over perversion and freedom and lifestyle choices, you're watching religion get beat repeatedly in so many arenas. Why? Because the gates of hell shall prevail against that. Amen. But, but the, the apostolic church, God's church that he built, this, this is not the church that the Pope built. It's not the church Martin Luther built. It's not the church John and Charles Wesley built. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the church Jesus built. And it's not dying. It's getting stronger. And Pentecost is sweeping over the world. And it's not because people are wanting to be quiet. It's because people are wanting to turn the volume up in the Holy Ghost. And say, have your way in my family, Jesus. Have your way in my marriage. Have your way in my sanctuary. The fire of Pentecost is the answer. Praise God. Praise God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like there's people in this building that, that things that have been sedentary are starting to creak and starting to move in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and there's young men and young ladies that God wants to bring to life things you've read about, but you have never done. And by the time this week is over, God wants you to be doing them in the Holy Ghost. Not just talking about them. Not just having a session about them. Not just... Right now. Today. It's time to do these things. He said, I'm going to bring you to a land that flows with milk and honey. That's what, he, that's what he called it. It's a land of plenty. And that's, that's what that milk and honey represents. It, it represents productivity. It represents giving. It represents increase. And it is diametrically opposed to devouring and taking and consuming I'm going to change you from a people that are saying give me, give me, give me to a, to a people that are going to say let me give you, give you, give you instead of a nation of carnivores and scavengers I'm going to make you a nation of bees and cows I'm going to make you a people that produce. Huh. When, when we give tithe and offering, when we give tithe and offering, it's not, it's not just to, to give money to a cause. It's not just a social movement. It's not just a nonprofit. God is inviting you to step into the world of the giver.
I'm changing you from a slave taking, consuming. I'm turning you into a bumblebee. I'm turning you into a honeybee as opposed to a fly. You can laugh about it, but it's a big theme in the scripture. The fly is not the bee. One produces and one doesn't. One devours and one gives. And it is more blessed to give. Let me tell you how not to have a move of God. God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me money. Give me healing. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give, what can the church give me, brother? Go there. What can you men give me? Give me, give me, give me. That's how the fly talks. That's not how the bee talks. When you come into church, you say, Blessed be the name of the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. You're going to find that if you give, it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I didn't come to see what he'll give me. I came to bless his name. I came to give him everything. I came to do. I came to sing. I came to shout. I came to produce. Instead of consume. Give your tithe. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Hallelujah. Bring them into, well, he just wants my money. He's just preaching. That man just, that's exactly how flies think. Prove me now herewith. If I will not open up the windows of heaven over you. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Enter the world of the giver into the world of God enter into the world that you sow one and you get back tenfold you get back thirtyfold you get back a hundredfold enter into the world of grace and favor where God multiplies and it breaks out on your right hand and it breaks out on your left hand enter into the world God yes. told us, God told us if, if, they, if they take your, if your garment, give them your cloak too. He said if, if they ask you to go a mile, go two. And flies say, I can't do that. And what kind of faith is this? I don't know, because the flying is all about me. 
you keep on reading down in that portion of scripture as Jesus taught that principle, he was teaching about a new creature. My children are going to be like this. They're going to be producers, not takers. And he's going to cause the sun to shine upon good and evil. And he's going to cause the rain to fall on the just and on the unjust. And whenever I read rain falling on just and unjust, I always thought that meant that bad things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people and everybody gets it and it just happens to both of us. But that's not what that means. Rain was a good thing in an agricultural society. What God was saying was, I bless them even when they curse me. I'm changing your nature from a taker into a giver. That you might be sons of the Most High God. I'm making you like me. I'm making you in my image. I'm putting my stamp on you. And you aren't just anybody, but you're a son of God. You're a daughter of the Most High God. You, you're not honest because you might get something back. You're honest because that's what you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. Aren't you glad that God let the sun keep shining even when you were backslid? Aren't you glad God let the rain fall even when you weren't doing right? I'm not good to people that hurt me because I have to. I'm good because God is good. That's what we do. We make honey. We make milk. We produce because it's in our nature. So milk and honey are going to be produced by the bees of Canaan. <laughs> the producers. It's interesting. It's interesting about bees. I, I, I could preach on this. I love preaching on this because it's fascinating. The same word that is in, that means bee, that word bee in Hebrew is Deborah. And that's the feminine form. It means bee, it means Deborah. And the masculine form is Dabar, which is word. To go. To proclaim. And it literally means to sit in an orderly motion. If you let God's word get loose in your life, battles will be won. Things will get better. Things will start coming together. Things that were chaotic. Things that, See, flies don't do that. Flies have no rhyme. They have no reason. They land wherever. God's interested in our good tonight. I thank God for pastors that are interested in our good. When the bee shows up, He'll take the flower and he'll, he'll 
pollinate and he'll make things better for the good of the flower. He'll let you live. He'll, he'll set in motion a chain of events that are so small, you think nothing's going on. But if you lose it, the whole system collapses. If you lose the word of God in your life, you think it's not a big deal. You think it's not, it's, it's not a massive deal. It, it is the deal. It is everything. That there's things going on at a when you're when you're in an apostolic church service, there's things going on at a microscopic level that are setting in motion a chain reaction in your life. And a month and two months and three months will pass, and your children will start acting better, and your marriage is getting stronger, and and, and your youth group is coming alive, and, and your mind is settling down. What's going on? There's honey being produced. The word of God is active in my life. The creative word, the doing word, the ordered motion of the word of God. Bees have order, flies don't. Flies land and they take hostage. The plant, the person. They lay their larvae, they consume and they take away from what's there. Until eventually there's nothing left. The scripture talks about the Lord of the flies. He's the consumer. He's the devourer. <laughs> Bees have houses. They have houses. Flies don't. Bees do. I like this house. I like this house. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Let us go. Let us go. Unto the house of the Lord. There's honey in this house. There's joy in this house. There's deliverance in this house. All you ever do is go to church. All you ever do is go in there to that building. That's exactly how flies feel about it. I'm not a fly. I'm a bee. I'm going right back to the house of God. There's something going on in the house of God. The word of God is active in my life. And it's buzzing around my head. And it's buzzing around my children. And it's buzzing around my marriage. And it's moving up and down the aisles. And there's a house. There's a... It's a house of prayer. It's a house of faith. It's a house of joy. I'm not trying to cancel sessions at the house. Because bees, bees congregate. I'm about to get in trouble. We like it. Bees congregate. Amen. Flies just fly around. They just, they just flit here. They flit there. They do whatever little fly thing they're doing. Consumers. And that's how people are when they come to church. If, if you come to just consume... You've got the wrong thing. 
I, I like churches that are alive. I like there to be a buzz in the house of God. We're making something here. We're coming together in one mind and one accord. Hallelujah. There's a congregation. There's an assembly. Amen. The Bible calls it the general assembly and church of the firstborn that are written in heaven. There's a great cloud of witnesses. And there's Holy Ghost things taking place. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And it happens when people... Well, I'll just stay home and I'll just get my blessing watching TV and televangelists. That's exactly how flies think. Well, I'll just stay home and read the Bible. Well, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just listen to some CDs and I'll, I'll go for a couple years. Oh, no, honey. You're not going to get anything there that you cannot get here in corporate worship. There's nothing like coming together into the house of the Most High God and letting the saints of God help you and pull you. You need a man of God. You need a... You need a The church is there for a reason. I need my brother. I need my sister. I need somebody to help me pray. I need, I need somebody to influence my children. My wife needs church. I need church. I've got to get back to... Hey, sometimes, sometimes you won't know what's up and what's down. Some days you don't know if you're coming or going. Life will hit you. Tragedy will hit you. Sometimes you'll just get lukewarm. And you just won't live like you're supposed to. In those moments and in those times, one of the greatest things you can do is just get to the house. Just get there. Just get there. I don't care if you got to take a car. If you got to take a train, if you got to take a bicycle, I don't care if you parachute in from an airplane, just get to the house of God. Just, my feet had well nigh slipped, David said. I was envious at the wicked. I saw the prosperity of the wicked until I went to the house of the Lord. Some things you just won't get until you get to the house. When you sit under preaching, you're releasing the bees. You're releasing the word. The Bible says, then the dauber came unto Abraham. The word came unto Abraham. The doing is built into it. It's built into it. If, if, if I sit and I don't worship... I will backslide. I've heard that one before. I've heard the preacher preach on that before. I know that song. You're not smarter, you're not, 
you're not experienced, you're backsliding. That's what's happening. You're backsliding. See, the fly only cares about himself. The fly is only worried about where I can lay the next egg and where I can get my next meal. But the bee knows he's connected to other things. The bee knows that my brother needs me and my sister needs me. And how about this? My children need me. Sometimes my flesh doesn't feel like praising. Sometimes my flesh doesn't feel like dancing. But I want my children to know how to praise God. So I look at my boys and I say, boys, this is how you make honey right here. This is how you have a move of God right here. I'm not just praising for me. I'm praising for them. I'm praising for my grandchildren. And they're not even born yet. But they will be. And I want them to be apostolic. And I want them to be aisle runners. And I want them to be shouters. And praisers. And singers. will live in. This is the land that flows with milk and it flows with honey. Bees have a leader. They do. They have a leader. There's one in that hive that they look to. You always do what that pastor says? No man's going to tell me what to do. And that's exactly what consumers and devourers think. And there's a devil that'll have your children. There's a devil that'll have your marriage. There's a devil that will work its way. Thank God for a shepherd. Thank God for a leader. Thank God for one that's in that house that says we're going to praise like this. We're going to live like this. We're going to act like this. We're going to dress like this. This is what the word of the Lord says. We're going to, it's an ordered motion. It's an ordered synchronicity. It's a, it's a heavenly choreograph. Hallelujah. The man of God preaches the word of God and it produces the favor. Devourers don't want pastors and they don't want churches. I'm bringing you out of that. I'm bringing you out of Beelzebub. And I'm bringing you in to the kingdom of God. And I, I read all this and I, I looked at all this and it was, it was the last one that got me. 
It was the last one that I said, no way. That can't be. That will preach. Bees talk. Google it. Not now, later. <laughs> they talk in three ways. First way is they talk by touch. They have antennae. And there's a feeling when you get the real thing. There's a feeling. Somebody, somebody asked me to go to a, an event one time where they were going to be praying, and I went there. And when I got there, there was a group of people that, that claimed to be spirit-filled. And I watched as they worshipped, and, and, and I promise you, they looked like they were on an LSD trip. This group of people were... We're spirit-filled. We're laughing. And I went... That don't feel right. <laughs> that ain't it. But you let Brother Tim Spell and Brother Yanders get up here and start leading that choir like that. And something starts moving from side to side. And the worship of the saints start. Oh, man. There's something that rises up in me and says, that's it right there. I got the Holy Ghost at an altar just like that. That's what they sang. There's nobody that can praise God like the redeemed of the Lord can praise God. Matter of fact, it tells us to let the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Somebody at East Coast say so on a Tuesday night. Have you been washed in the blood? Say so. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Say so. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Say so. Say so. Say so. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Say so. Did he deliver you from drugs and alcohol? Say so. It's got a feel, ladies and gentlemen. It's got, a, it's got an atmosphere. My, 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 my. I like what I feel right now. I like what I feel right now. There's healing in this house. There's faith in this house. There's bees starting to congregate. There's honey being made in the house. Hey! I'm going home with good things. Because I've been with God's people. The second way they talk is through pheromones. Pheromones. Every hive has a unique way of identifying itself. Every hive's got its differences. It's got its eccentricities. It's got its little ways of doing stuff. But it's still a hive. Yeah. 
Well, I go to that church and they don't do this. And I go to that church and they do that. And this church, and well, that must mean they're all wrong because everybody's doing their own thing. No, it's just the pheromones, man. Just a little twist here, a little twist there. But there's still honey being made. The word is going forth. And the same word that's being preached in Durham is the same word that's being preached in Sacramento. It's the same word that's preached in Burlington. It's the same word that's preached in Memphis. Hallelujah. It's the same word that's preached where you're from. It's the word of God. And it sets things in motion. It sets things in order. It puts marriages together. It puts children in order. It puts houses So they talk, they talk by touch, they talk by pheromone, but it's the last one that got me. They talk in the dance. Google it. They talk by dancing. how they talk. They've, they've, they've found the dolphins talk, they found the elephants talk, they found the killer whales talk, and they found out the bees talk. And they dance. Don't you let anybody make fun of you because you're apostolic. There's honey in this hive. He put the running in my feet. He put the clapping in my hands. He put the joy in my heart. And it makes me want to dance. And what they do is when they find another place where there can be honey, the bee comes back and he starts dancing. And a couple of bees go out and fly out to where he just came from and they'll say, yep, he's right. And they'll come back and now there's three bees dancing. And it'll get on the next one. And then it'll get on the next one. And it'll get... I always wondered why David danced before the Ark of the Covenant. But I think he's the first bee that says there's honey in this thing. Now if I can just get somebody to dance with me. If I can just get somebody to step out from where they are. If I can just get somebody to get my revelation. If I can get somebody to get a hold of what I Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together, 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 together. Somebody shout.
Somebody shout. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Somebody break out in the Holy Ghost tonight. On a Tuesday night. At East Coast. Shout because he filled you. Shout because he saved you. I found the honey. I found the blessing. I found the favor. some bees to start dancing I need some doers to start dancing I need some praisers to start dancing let it start over here and let it work its way let it move its way up the aisle let it move its way along the back Get up in the balcony. Is there anybody up in the balcony that is found that is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb? back up Bishop Godin I got a phone call I got a phone call on the way here from a young evangelist he's out of this church he said brother Urshan I was coming to East Coast but I can't I said why can't you he said I, I put together some of the Bible study methods you're talking about and some of the brethren were talking about at Hope Corps I said yeah 
He said, yeah, he said, I'm evangelizing, but he said, I decided to quit just preaching in the pulpit, and I got out in the community, and I took the church with me, and we got 18 home Bible studies in two hours. We've prayed several people through to the Holy Ghost, and I can't leave. That's the honey. That's the honey. So I'm not just shouting because the drum. And I'm not just shouting because of the keyboard. I'm shouting because somebody's name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Shout for your unsafe family. Shout for the Bible studies you're going to get. Shout for the people you're going to witness to. Shout for the people you're going to baptize in Jesus' name. Shout for the people that are going to get the Holy Ghost. Milk and honey, milk and honey, milk and honey.